Hello and welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan, in a very crowded room today. With me, as always, we'll start with Jim Stam, and this week I'm going to let him talk, even though last week was special. So, Jim, say hello. Yeah, well, we had a cool guest on last week. I hope if somebody missed it, they go back and, and listen to it or watch it, because we had Travis Snyder on, former Pirate, and it was just a really cool episode. I hope you guys check it out. Anyways, um, yeah, we got... An old fa- we got old face here, old friend, new friend. Uh, it's dude. It's February first. Let's just go. Absolutely. Let's introduce our our old friend first. Not our old looking friend, but our old. Thank friend. you, thank you, Doug- Douglas Smith. He runs a Facebook page um, called Pittsburgh Pirates Spring Training Insiders, and it's all along with Crawler down there. Um, it's a nice little page. He really he does a lot of like. Uh, tidbits about what's going on down at spring training while he's down there you almost get like live reports of what he's seeing on a daily basis and the whole community that's gotten stronger over the years doug keeps well, every uh, time this year when you talk about it i get like another <laughs> 20 people requesting access so. well it's it's a nice little community and i i found it really helpful as far as just tips and tricks for being down there so that's what doug's going to bring to the table along with talking some ball because it ain't like you ain't watching some ball down there too mm-hmm. So say hello, Doug. How are you doing? Thanks for thanks for inviting me again. There's a lot of all of his seafood. uh, No, I was just gonna say there's a lot of spring training we got to sort out, and we're gonna hold you at least partially responsible for development down there. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Somebody has to. Um, (laughs) And any of his seafood recommendations, I cannot endorse because again, that's all. So can't can't uh, indulge in that at all. Beer, I'll help you out. And uh, I'm going to introduce, lastly but not least, Taylor, our friend Taylor Perry from Yins Shop. Yins, our new sponsor. We had him on today because not only can he make some pretty killer apparel and and trinkets and neat stuff that you can buy as a Yinzer, he also knows ball. And I thought it was important that you guys got to know who we've kind of partnered with here a little bit. Um, Make sure you know it's a real human behind the wall. So say hello. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I've been listening to you guys for a long time, and I know we got to meet uh, last year opening day, um, which was awesome here. Um, But looking forward to the sponsorship this year and and, uh, excited to get your merch up and and running uh, on the site. Well, yeah, and actually, it, it is up there and running on the site right now. So this QR code that you see up in the top corner, you can scan that anytime. Go right to the site and shop. Um, I didn't even send you to the page he set up for us. I just sent you to his page. Um, it's really cool stuff to get through. I'd rather you navigate the whole site and, and see everything before you get to our ugly mugs so that you know we can design first. Right. That's not his fault. <laughs> Now I, you know what I think it's uh, the the thing that I thought was maybe going to be kind of cool is how many times do we probably pass people at uh, PNC, and you have no idea that you watch the show or that who who anybody is. So hey, maybe if you catch somebody in some gear, you can be like, oh, okay, and then you're going to be able to meet some people that you probably would have walked right by a hundred times and never known. So absolutely, and there's a lot of people that don't indulge in social media because they're smarter than us. 
that maybe yes. wouldn't have something to contribute to this show and and it'd be nice to reach some of those people so you know wearing the apparel around maybe we'll make some connections that we weren't going to so i'm really excited about it and the yin's brand is something we believe in so let's go we'll talk about it a little bit more later first thing i wanted to talk about jim was last week i want to revisit yep. history just a little bit i know that was a different show some of the comments we got from people was it was a different show we kind of wanted it to be you know it was a different topic it's the off season i think that's when we can dive into some different stuff like that sure. um and and travis had what we felt was a really valuable message last week i i personally think that sort of thing what i took away from it is we can do a show that isn't just all stats and talking about players and you guys will still listen and participate and that means a lot to me because it feels like the community is very much so really into the things that we're in and the values we support yeah so thank you very much yeah and and here's the thing like again i'd urge you to go back and listen or watch but i think like Gary, we've talked about this before off, uh, you know, just in, in just us shooting the, the breeze, how much like the human element comes into baseball, right? And like that these are, these are real people with real challenges and real issues and hurdles to overcome and the obstacles. And like, you know, as we talk about sitting here, we're going to be talking about guys now that are probably facing a lot of these same things. And so, like, I, I, I think, like, once you understand in baseball such a game of failure and you're able to make that connection, that I think it's I think it's really important so you can kind of, you know, remember that this is a hard game and these guys are under a lot of different pressures and being able to kind of relate that. I thought it was I thought it was important and I think it's important moving forward to remember that. Yeah. And nothing humanizes them more than meeting people at, at spring training. You're never more close to these players than when you're down right. there, right, Doug? I mean, you run into them at bars all the time, you, yes, whether you they, whether you want to or not. You run into them <laughs> at restaurants. They're sitting right next to you. Somebody that you were just booing in the stands an hour ago, you're sitting next to having a beer at the bar. <laughs> you know? yep. what? Doesn't that humanize them enough to you, just that sort of situation? Uh, well, the time that we ran into Cole Tucker at MotorWorks, it was like, this is the coolest dude ever, you know, like that was, that was really awesome. Uh, but when we ran into Garrett Cole, he was complaining about a game that he just got tossed out of because he let two home runs go in two innings and stuff like that. So he was like chirping to his buddy, but you, you see him all the time. That's the fun part. Uh, you can't, you can't avoid him almost. Right. And Taylor, you feel that way too. Like you run into people down there a lot as well. Oh, you run into people everywhere. That's, you know, it's kind of how I started the ends. I mean, you can see so many Yinzers everywhere you go. And um, it feels like, you know, Pittsburgh when you're there for a game. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I, I think it's it's little Pittsburgh for a minute down there. <laughs> so it's, it, what, I, what I also find is there's a lot of people that you don't normally get to, to meet up with or don't make it back for games will make it to spring training. And, and I, it's a whole different crowd of people down there that you get to run into. So I'm excited to make it back this year. I can't wait. Uh, actually, I keep looking forward to it. And I see some questions rolling in here. We are going to talk about some things. We're going to focus mostly on pitchers and catchers. First thing I want to do going into the first break, though, Doug, 
you got to give us a restaurant recommendation. Okay. Um, so, uh, I love Brinton how prepared is, Doug is. He's, yeah, he's got, he's made notes on restaurants for God's sakes. <laughs> I have a rep. I have a rep to maintain. So, um, you're in the middle of everything when you're Bradenton. So we often go down to Sarasota and there is a restaurant on the second story of a, of our St. Armand circle called shore. And you just, there's this cool outdoor space. You get to watch everybody. They have great drinks and all that sort of stuff. So that's my first one is, is all the way down to Sarasota, but, uh, but it's worth the trip. Sounds good to me, man. Right, we're going to take our first break right now. And when we come back, we're going to start talking about pictures and captures. It's time to get into the meat and potato. Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Taylor, Doug, Jim, Gary, with you. We're going to start talking about the the roster that has been invited to spring training and how this uh, pitching and catching is shaping up in particular. The first thing I want to clear up before we got into it was it's an arbitrary date. A lot of them are already down there kind of tossing balls around. <laughs> Henry Davis has been down there for a few weeks already working. So it's probably not fair to claim that they're all just going to show up on the 14th and all of a sudden they're starting. A lot of them are already starting. Let's go through the actual roster guys first, and then we'll circle back into the non-roster invitees that I think are interesting as well. So the catchers, Ali Sanchez, Jason DeLay, and Henry Davis. Henry Davis, officially on the website, is not even listed as a catcher yet, even though he will be. That was weird. (laughs) Uh, And we know Andy, Mike Burrows, Johan Oviedo, and JT Brubaker sometime around the beginning of spring training are going to be jettison to the 60-day IL, I would imagine. So that's going to clear up another four spots. Uh, the only one that might not be in that category is JT Brubaker, if he's as far along as is being rumored, uh, because they may not want him to sit around for 60 days. Um, any thoughts on that? Because that's the starting mix. You're going to have your starting catcher and your backup catcher at a minimum out of that mix. And Taylor... Is that enough? I mean, we certainly hope Henry is enough, but is that enough to trust going into a new season with? I wish I could say yes, um, but uh, with with Henry not catching at all last year, kind of made me worry a little bit more. You know, I thought he was coming up as a catcher, um, and he in fact he got you know very little back there at all. Um, it's pretty tough. And the the end of news is sucks. I mean, I. Still hurts to kind of hear that. I was really excited to see him grow um, and get used to, you know, the pitchers um, 
you know, a lot of young pitchers coming up. You know, I wanted Andy back there to to be there for their growth. So I really don't know um, that we have enough uh, back there, um, especially with the bat with delay. But um, we'll see. Jim, I mean, this has been a concern we've known about for a while. Yeah. Do you feel like they need more competition than this? Or do you feel like that's enough? I I can talk about the non-roster invitee parts of this, which is Carter Benz and Abraham Gutierrez, but that's not real competition for this, right? I mean, like... No, no. I, I, I'll tell you, like, um, you look at it, and a lot of times, you know, as we sit here, Gary, and, and, and we're looking at things and you can kind of maybe even a little bit project on how things might shake out, right? I look at this, I have no idea how this is all going to shake out if this is, if this is who they're going to be using primarily. I, I don't know how to project how many games Henry gets. Uh, Jason Delay, how does you know does Sanchez factor into that? Some I would assume he's going to, but like I'm really kind of at a loss here for trying to map this thing out. And I will say this, and I just I don't know if any of you guys saw this right before we came on, but apparently Robert Murray is saying that the Pirates have some interest in Gary Sanchez. Or that there's some interest there. Something's there. Now, whether that's just, you know, talk, wishful thinking. Um, but, you know, you go from last year when it was all about pitch framing and the defensive metrics to looking at someone like, you know, um, Sanchez, you know, Gary Sanchez, who can certainly still hit, but it would just be a complete reversal of that. You know, if you're talking, I'm not sure that I would see him as more than a minor league contract with an invite type guy at this point in his career. He still had a really good OPS last year, hit 19 home runs. I, I don't know. He had three teams have a hard, have a hard time rostering him. And, and that's the problem. You still have yeah. a hard time rostering him. So, so that's why I feel like he'd probably get a minor league deal. But but again, it adds to the it, what this does is it tells you that they're, they may not be satisfied with where things are either. Well, it seems funny, though, that they would bring on an offensive oriented catcher just because like their their pattern and their history is all defense, defense, defense. So I was thinking to myself, well, Henry's probably got to get to a minimum level. It's going to be Jason Delay out of the gate. But like. Henry's got to get to this minimum defensive level and he's got to be able to call a game. So, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they bring somebody else in, but it, it seems weird that it's a bat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If it's true. I mean, like it, well, yeah. you it, know, it Robert, seem like Robert's good. I, I know. Robert's good. So that's just the only like reason a, I would mention it. It just could be as simple as like, uh, Hey, uh, we're going to check in on this guy, or maybe they already checked in on him way early in the season just to see and gauge whether it would right. be worth it. Um, it may not be all that serious is my point, but catcher to me feels like a big bet. It's a huge bet. You can bet that, that Henry Davis is going to be good, or you can not bet that Henry Davis is going to be good and hedge it. Cause I heard uh, people talking about potentially trading for Bart from uh, San Francisco because they apparently have him on the block. But that to me would be like bringing in somebody that was supposed to be every bit of what you hope Henry Davis will be. 
<laughs> and kind of just developed on the one side and never developed on the other. And that's exactly what we don't want Henry to do. So I, I don't know that I yeah. want to bring in another guy like that. Gary, you said hedge. I think you gave half the audience a brain aneurysm because they thought of hedges. So maybe, <laughs> it was, maybe it was a Freudian slip on your part. I don't know. World Series winner. World Series champ, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love that. I mean, catcher scares me a little bit. It doesn't scare me as yeah. much as the starting pitcher, but 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 as far as that position goes and the importance and the role that the Pirates feel it plays with the, the pitching, it, that's why it, it scares me a little bit to leave it this exposed. I could even see them going north with three catchers, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Um, just we'll because... I, see, I don't know. Would they have to? It, not if Henry's as good as I'm hearing he is. So well, it's, it's interesting. Like, how do you? Okay, let's 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 play this out a little bit. Let's say it's just two. Okay, let's say it's Henry and Jason. Like, how do you divvy that up? And and when Henry's not, how many games would you give Henry? And when he's not catching, are you just letting him sit or are you trying to get his bat in at DH a little That's bit? My question, Jim. You know, yeah. like how does that all sort out? Because I think like if you're only, it, are, are we really going to let Henry Davis catch 130 games this year? Yeah. I, I, no I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. And so it's really hard to sit there and try to figure it out. If you see him a lot in spring training, I think that's sort of an early thumbs up. Like if they're going to play him a lot, then they mean, you know, maybe they mean that he's close. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I didn't see any, none of the AAA uh, club players are invited to spring training. So that was sort of unusual, you know, like if they need a third one, I don't know. Well, Carter Benz will be there. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that Carter Bins and Ab- Abraham Gutierrez will probably be enough to, okay. to handle the camp duties and everything. And I'm sure they'll even bring in somebody else. Plus, anybody from Bradenton can just pop over. And they do that all the time. So where things I'm not get really where things get really dicey is is if if Henry struggles. And then all of a sudden, what do you do? Because then you've got yes, Jason Delay. You know. Is he good at what he's asked to do? I think so. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he's not gonna, yeah. he's not gonna s- surprise anybody with th- the bat, but he can go up there and 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 not embarrass himself. But then all of a sudden, if Henry can't isn't doing well, now you've got a real problem on your hands. So, all right. So let's move into the starting rotation a little bit because there's starters coming. Um, that are on the 40 man already. We're going to go through them first. They're obviously because of that designation, the most likely to start, right? At least as we're currently constructed. So you've got Jackson Wolf, who is probably not realistically an option here, right? (laughs) He was acquired on the 40 man. He's on the 40 man because he was acquired on the 40 man and they, they need to keep him. Um, doesn't mean he's not a good pitcher. It won't be. It just means he's probably not ready to contribute this year. Martin Perez, Marco Gonzalez, Bailey Falter, Ruanzi Contreras, Braxton Ashcraft, Mitch Keller, Kyle Nicholas, Luis Ortiz. That is not a very promising mix to me. Now, 
I like some of it, like if, if everybody achieves their top end, right? You figure out of that Mitch Keller, you'd need another healthy season and he probably really needs to take another, uh, another mini step, I would say to really, really become that top end guy. You got to have Marco Gonzalez not only healthy, but probably throwing like he was two, three years ago. Martin Perez, I'm not all that worried about. I think he's just going to be a solid contributor. There's my three. Everybody else is going to dogfight for those two spots if they don't go and get somebody. So, (laughs) I don't know, man. He's such a huge question mark. I would love to see him come back and be be good. uh, Well, what do you think of him being out of options, Doug? Do you think that this team is at a point in the, in their in this rebuild where they can um Josh says Kyle Nicholas is a reliever now. Kyle yeah. Nicholas was used as a reliever now, but the team wants to stretch him back out to start according to what wondering. I've heard at least Josh. Um <clears throat> what was I saying though? Sorry. Uh Rowanzi yeah. Rwanda, yeah, no options, right? No options. Do you think this team is at a point where they can actually move on from a guy like that instead of holding on with their fingernails, hoping that they don't rip out on the cliff, praying that he becomes something? Because well, that's have, the decision they're faced with this year. If you yeah, ask they they have no options either, though. That's the funny part. So they'll they have room to bring other folks aboard, uh, and the market still hasn't shook out, which is the weirdest thing ever. So I could see them just giving him at least half a season just to see what he's got left. You know, uh, there's just so much talent there. You hate to, you hate to waste it. Taylor, what do you think? Is a guy like that got an inside track just because of that designation, or has this team potentially moved past that? I think you got to give him a chance, right? Um, we, there's there's spots available. It's like see what we got. Um, I think it's kind of odd that we haven't gotten a, a rebuild project yet, you know, for a one-year deal, and it's going to last a half a year or half a half a season here. So, um, I mean, I could argue that's all they've gotten. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like Marco no Gonzalez. Marco Gonzalez is basically like you found Frankenstein's arm and put it back on and <laughs> shocked him a couple times, and let's hope it doesn't fall know, off again, right? right? Let's hope the pitchforks don't show up again. You know, Martin Perez, you kind of hope like he was just forced out because Texas was so talented. Um, I didn't see a velocity drop, so I have a lot of hope for him. Until until Pittsburgh, I feel like it's all the pitchers kind of uh, lose a little bit of speed when they get here. Yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? Jim, what do you think, man? I mean, obviously, we we were excited as hell when Rowanzi came up. He looked great. Well, I mean, even last year, he didn't. Even at the beginning of last year, I think he pitched in Boston, had a real had a real solid start. I mean, like it just looked like he was going to pick up right where he left off. And I mean, you you know, we you, you use the cliche wheels falling off. I mean, they exploded off. I, I don't even know how to wrap my head around it. I, I will say this. I, I think that I, I would rather Rowanzi just either out the gate show that there's still something there or it's just not there and you can move on. I, I I get the whole be patient thing because you don't want to make a mistake with a guy like that. But um, to me, he's got to show something 
that there's uh, at least a hint of returning to somebody that you know was viable and so i don't want i don't want him coming out and it's just like very very blah vanilla i i need to see something earlier rather than later yeah i tend to agree there i think i think he's gonna have to earn it a little bit i don't think he's gonna get by on that boy we're we're so petrified to lose talent that right. we can't we we can't That's let this guy go i think they're gonna have to make a baseball decision here with this guy and that yeah. That stinks, and and you and you have to hope that they aren't the cause of what happened to him. Um, I personally don't, but the reason I don't is because even in that game in Boston, he looked to me like he was using a lot more off-speed stuff right away. I, I noted it at the time, but it wasn't a big deal. He was getting outs. Then he got scouted. And he just progressively got worse and worse because people were realizing, hey, this kid's staying away from the fastball. Why? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was clear there was something going on there. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it just kind of compiled on him, and I think it got in his head, and all his mechanics got out of whack. And uh, you got to hope that they're able to to reach a guy like that. You, You hope that it's not a lost season when somebody gets derailed. That to me sounds like every bit of what a pitching coach should be able to help with. So, yeah, you know it. It doesn't look good on the team to lose a guy like that entirely. You can have him fade. You can't have him just fall off. That's yeah. crazy, right? And um, who else has the the best opportunity out of this group? Would you say uh, does Quinn Priester get a real shake, or is he destined for AAA almost no matter? No, what? he has to. He has to, and he seems to have been working pretty hard in the off season. So, like, if I see an upside in any player, it's probably Quinn Priester. But you know, we'll see. Right, Taylor. Anybody you have? I'm a big Quinn guy. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. the number one guy I have on on my list too. For can make a big step. I mean, I don't think anyone was really happy with you know how he came up, but. Uh, no, I think he has a ceiling still that he hasn't, hasn't reached, and hopefully we can help him get there. Wilbur's got a good question here. He says, this will be a good time to discuss bullpen games. Over, <laughs> under, more or less than last season. We do have a deep bullpen. It could be our number five starter for a while. Not a bad point, Wilbur. And the longer they leave this fourth spot unfilled, the longer it looks viable. You know? Um Jim, what do you think, man? More or less on on the uh, the bullpenning? Well, I mean, they're going to be forced into thinking about bullpenning and openers and all that if they don't. Look, they're par- they're perilous, perilously thin right now. If somebody goes down, right? I mean, like let let let's just talk about. We only have what three givens. And even with those guys, there's a question or two. Um, they'd be in real trouble if they do get hit with something of an injury in that in that regard. So that's why I think it's so important to get another arm in here, is because you can't just sit, look look at last year what happened. Yeah, you can't assume that you can get by when you don't even have a lot to begin with. And so now here's the thing: early on in camp. It's going to look like we don't need pitching. <laughs> and I say that because early on in camp, you're going to have Bubba Chandler, Thomas Harrington, Jared Jones, Paul Skeens, Anthony Solomedo, and Sean Sullivan all there. 
and they're going to get a a turn. They're going to get innings here and there, and and you're going to see some really explosive stuff. And those are just from the starters that are coming as non-roster invitees. I think they're going to have some people's eyes glazed over thinking they can do some pretty magical things. So just keep your pants on and, and realize where they really are in their development. I think because the stuff is going to far outshine everything else that they have to show before they can come up. Um, Jared Jones to me is going to be the closest, but you got some bullpen options in there too. Hunter Stratton's coming back. Ryder Ryan, Michael Plasmeyer, they brought in. They just got this Peralta guy that, you know, that they signed to a minor league deal. He's actually, if you ask me, got a chase the young style shot at being a starter. And I hate saying that on a team telling me they want to compete. But yeah, that's where, that's where we are right now. I am excited as hell to see these kids. Oh. Well, yeah, let, let me just say this real quick. Wilbert mentioned about maybe doing the bullpen stuff. I think like that looks so good. That looks good on paper for maybe short term. But inevitably, what ends up happening is, is either through injury or guys having bad starts when you're not planning on bullpenning games. And it starts to snowball on you. You you, yeah. you better have a lot of arms and a lot of decent arms to be able to do that. And I can see it short term fix, but I I just don't I just don't like that strategy. Over you're talking 162 game season. I can't I I can't get on board with that. Some yeah, of those guys are time. on the younger side too. Like they've only had half a season or a season in in the majors too. So um, they're not they're not as seasoned as others. Best have no injuries too. You start having uh, some of these injuries and and ouch. And what what is what does Josh say here? Peralta will be the move early if there are injuries. I would think that that's probably where he falls too. I also throw an outside shot at him actually coming in and pressing in camp. That's why I kind of put him as a Chase DeYoung type guy because I'm not expecting it, but. I know that that guy has the pedigree to to look like a competent starter in this league. And being that year removed, I think they could make a case that it's an okay risk. He's at least, to me, I'm happier with that than Noah Syndergaard. So, like, thank you. (laughs) Give me somebody else, too, though. Let's let's get somebody that I don't have to hope is is coming back or just got his arm sewed back on. Um. Before we move on here, I want to let uh, Taylor have a chance to tell us a little bit about Yins because uh, it's a family-run shop, and it's located in Pittsburgh here, and that was important to Jim and I. So, Taylor, tell everybody about your mission, how you came up with the logo and everything, and why they should want to shop with you. No, appreciate it, guys. Yeah, no, um, Yins, uh, it's, been, it's been a fun journey. It started about a little over a year ago now. Um, it's really seems to pick up some steam and it's, and thanks to guys like you and, um, you and Jim and Craig and, um, you know, I got some partners over, uh, with the Steelers and Penguins, but, uh, the Yen's logo really stands for Pittsburgh sports. So we're the only city with all three teams, the black and gold, um, literally die hard. You know, I feel like you're, you're destined to be a fan of all three if you're, if you're a true Yenzer. Um, so, um, you know, I've lived, I went to college in Florida. I lived in uh, Southern California. Um, the Steeler bars and pirate games, you know, everything you see, there's pirate, there's Pittsburgh fans everywhere. Yinzers are everywhere. And, 
Um, you know, I want to create a logo that kind of represented the the city. Uh, the Y kind of stands for, you know, obviously Yinzer, but three rivers um, and the colors uh, are there. So, um, you know, you can wear this logo year round. Um, you can wear it to the Steeler games, Pirate games, Penguin games, um, and just, just really show, show your true colors and a little bit of a different look too than, you know, the peas everywhere or, um, you know, you have the Steelers logo, they're big or, don't be the guy wearing a, you know, a big Ben Jersey to a pirate game, you know, um, but nothing to say is wrong with it, but you know, you, you know, don't, you don't need to do that. If, uh, if you have something that, that fits, um, hey, in other words, you can, you can wear this to church is what you're saying is exactly it's appropriate some, for all, all occasions. Indeed. Yeah. There's but also stuff. say you've got a little bit of a strip district feel to, to some of the sections on the website too. You're just doing some jag off stuff. And I like yep. that as well. That's good for people that just want to be Yinzers and don't necessarily have to care about the sports all that much. They want to fit in. I love that sort of stuff too. My wife loves that sort of stuff. So it's great. Yeah, well, I wanted to kind of create, create a brand that kind of fit, fills you know, every void. There's some, you know, some minimalistic stuff where there's not a lot of going on, just a nice, comfortable light t-shirt. Um, and then there's some ones that have, you know, a little bit more, uh, a little more oomph in, in, uh, in meaning behind it. And the Fire Canada, uh, shirt was, was a big one. And, uh, you know, obviously that had Andy Haynes on it too, but, uh, he's the only one left. But um, somebody's got to go and get that, uh, that Keller strikeout shirt that you have on the site too for, for our buddy, New York, uh, Bucko fan on Twitter who's always talking about Mitch Keller. So I just gotta assume that, that was, I just assumed that was Mitch Keller as much as he loves <laughs> Mitch Keller. He loves so. him, he does. So hey Doug, it's your turn. Another recommendation, brother. Okay, this one is near the ballpark. I have personally never been there, but I've looked at it on online and one of my good friends has gone there. It's called the Bird Rock Taco Shack. And if any of you remember the Beehive in Oakland, sort of yeah. like that. Really artsy, and but good tacos too. It's it's just a little house, real colorful and all that sort of stuff. But it's like two blocks from the ballpark. So that's another good well, destination. That's spot right there. This one yeah. I can actually vouch for. So and and Oh, good. Okay. Now, maybe this time I'll try to vouch for it sober, but drunk it was incredible. So let's <laughs> let's go to another break and uh, we'll come back. We're going to bring back another old friend, Jim. Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. We're going to bring back another old friend, like I said, Jim. Remember Call Your Shot from back in the day? Yeah, we used yeah. To, we used we to got have away people, from it. We used to have people record videos. And to be honest, what happened is Jim and I just got frustrated that a lot of you just didn't want to be on video. <laughs> if, if we can do it, anyone can do it. So, <laughs> that's, well, that's what we thought. We're like... If if we're not afraid to show this, 
then I don't want, you know, and then some of you thought it needed to be like this whole movie production. So you're like doing Blair Witch Project and walking around your neighborhood asking 15 minute questions, you know, like, so it, it just got a little out of hand. So we're going to bring it back, but we're going to do it a little different this time. All right. In an effort to um, kind of like kick off our partnership with Yin's. We're going to give Call Your Shot to Yens. They're going to sponsor that section of the, the show, and we're going to do it every single week. Instead of sending us a video, you can still if you want, and you can control yourself. But if you if you want to send in just a tweet or a Facebook message to, to the show in either place, tag Yens on Twitter, tag Yens on Facebook, tag the show and ask us a question for call your shot we'll make sure that it gets on here every week we'll try to feature as many different voices as we can so keep them diverse and uh if it becomes one or two people doing it all the time maybe i'll have another talk about getting rid of it but for right now we're gonna go ahead and move forward with it and it's important that we play the old intro Boom. Once again, brought to you by Yin's One Logo for all Pittsburgh sports. It's from our buddy James Littleton, and yes, I did go ask him and poach it. Can you, can you name three pitchers that will surprise and possibly make the team out of spring training? Hmm. Now, we just went through all those lists, and out of all of them, picking three that would surprise. Three. Surprise to me would be... A surprise to me would be somebody that's on the 40 man that I'm not factoring in. So, yes, I'll say to me, it will be a surprise if Bailey Falter, Braxton Ashcraft, or Jackson Wolf were to surprise and make the opening day roster. That would be my three. And if you want to know which one, if you were really trying to ask which player I think is going to look the best, Jared Jones. Mm. Doug, how about you go next? Well, I drew from the non-roster list. Um, uh, and some of these names are very fresh, but uh, Ben Heller is just a senior guy, 32 years old, but he's got a decent whip and a decent uh, ERA. Uh, so with the voids that they have, he might come up real fast. Um, Sean Sullivan is sort of like, I don't know, nothing special, but it seems like he would head for the bullpen if we have more room in the bullpen. And then, um, I would also say Jared Jones. I mean, it's hard to, hard to deny that he couldn't out pitch some of the folks we have. Taylor, how about you, brother? I'm going to say Quinn. I know we talked about him already today. And Jerry Jones is one. Could, could I throw Brubaker out there just because he's, is he going to be healthy to start the season? Yeah. I don't think he will be, but no. I mean, that would be one hell of a surprise. Yeah. Might I mean, be in the dugout. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people would be asking who his doctor was and <laughs> how much extra he paid. You know, <laughs> did it, he uh, put some money in a blender and feed it to him? I don't know. I think what, you're no, looking. 16 months is 14, 16 months, right? Yeah, he had the full surgery. It's usually 18. So you're like for full recovery. I think and I've heard he's a little ahead of schedule. So I would think it's it's fair to think he'll be um, pitching off a mound competitively sometime in 
maybe late May, early June. Yeah, I was going to say mid season, and and even then, you don't know exactly what it'll look like. So, yeah, um, I think I think th- they're expecting that, and maybe that's part of you know how they're trying to approach the rotation right now. But, um, and by the way, we just got a comment from Jack Slutsky from, and he's in Israel. So yeah, let's, let's acknowledge that. Wow. Um, Israel. Pirate, pirate nice. fans everywhere. So it's really so, awesome. Yeah. So, um, I mean, for me, Robert says Ryan, uh, Ryder Ryan. That would be a shock to me too. Um, although I, again, I think you can really, when you get these NRIs, man, you can start digging through their numbers and, and you can talk yourself into thinking there's a yeah. shot at, at almost any of them. If you really, really dig the right way. Um, like I, I saw what you did earlier, Doug, you, you talked about Ben Heller. I don't know. I fought every urge inside of me to say his name because <laughs> I just know. Telling people that a 32-year-old nobody is going to make the team is not what people want to hear. I think yeah. Willie Peralta does have a good shot, though. Or not Willie. Yeah, Willie, so Willie Peralta. Why am I mixing that up right now? Whichever Peralta they got, I think he's got a good shot um, because he does have a history. And and I do, I do like the idea of taking a, a shot at a guy who just missed a year, you know, um, I think there you can sometimes find a guy that way. I think there's been some guys that have kind of found themselves after they stepped away from the game. So that could be an interesting signing, really. Hunter Stratton, does he sort of fall into that missed a year or two? He, like he didn't take the years off, but like he Well he played you know, last he, year and yeah. he played last year, got got DFA'd and they re signed him as a minor leaguer kind of makes me feel like they, they want him for minor league depth. But yeah, he could. The bullpen just seems really too. cool to me. Yeah. If, I'll, I'll throw my three out there. I I, I think uh, Priester, I think he's he's obviously somebody that you, you, you can hope that you may see something. Jared Jones, I mean, like his stuff really was good. I mean, um, you know, and then for me, the other one is it's Luis Ortiz still, right? You know, like I can't forget about what I saw at one, um, and I can't, I can't just totally dismiss that. Maybe that's just hoping his numbers last year were awful um, as far as walks go and uh, strikeouts were down. But I, I just, I, I gotta think that that's still in there. Uh, so that's those are my three. Yeah, I'm pretty satisfied with that. And the relievers set up like. I don't even know. I think good good relievers aren't going to make this team. Like, think about this. This is what they're starting with. This is just on the 40-man, mind you, and designated strictly as relievers. Ryan Barucki, Araldus Chapman, David Bednar, Jose Hernandez, Colin Holderman, Carmen Majinski, Dowry Moretta, Colin Selby. Everyone, everyone in the chats is already going, oh, Selby, Selby, Selby. Okay. But once you get past one, who else are you sending down? I mean, you have options on a lot of guys here. Yeah. But that, that plays a big part. It, it plays a big role, yeah. at least as far as you don't have to lose guys. Right. But you want your best players here, right? I mean, like, they may very well have more good relievers than they need, if which it, is great. 
Yeah. If it were me, Hernandez would be somebody that I would be very careful with unless he just comes out in spring training and looks like, oh man, you know, he just, he's taking the next step. He's, he's too good to, to send down. I think they were forced into using him last year. I think he, um, surprised in that role. He, he struggled as the season went on, which is to be expected. I could see sending him back down and getting him, making sure he can kind of catch his breath and come back up when he's completely ready at that point. Yeah. And I would say like the reason that I, I stress the bullpen being so good. Normally, if we're talking about a guy sneaking on that, that it would be a surprise, that's where it's, they're going to sneak. Right. And, and I don't think there's as much room for sneak. If anything, I think we're going to sneak some good players out, you know? So I think that that's why the bullpen is something you're going to have to ride. And I think they're, they're, they're kind of designed that way in a way. I, I don't think they're necessarily designed for starters to go seven innings. No, you know? that, that's why that strength makes me really think that they're going to wait until deep into the offseason and acquire a starting pitcher on the lower end of the cost scale and just do what they did at the end of last year. You know, two or three starters are well, rock solid and the rest is piece it together, you know, do matchups. Doug, Doug and Taylor, since, you know, we didn't get to talk about this a lot last week um, because of our guests, but like, um, what do you guys think of Araldis? Like, what, how do you, how do you perceive that signing and what was your reaction to it? Go ahead, Taylor. Uh, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see him pitch. I mean, I think he's fun to watch. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not really sure how we're going to use him. That's kind of where I like Holderman a lot. Majinski is good. You know, of course, we got Bednar in the back. So where do we where do we put you know Chapman at? But um, I'm excited to see him pitch for us, and he's excited to see him in the black and gold. It looks really, it looks great in the black and gold. Yeah, I he, think so uh, we should also, like, if you feel like commenting on Cannon uh, Smith and Jigba being the FBA yeah. as a result as well, have at it. So son of a gun, that surprised me. Um, yeah, yeah, he he's just got. He's got a lot of talent that just hasn't come out. Um, you know, it comes out in small spurts every now and then. But as far as Chapman, um, I think that that was a um, – I think Ben Sherrington taking advantage of inefficiency. So, you know, yeah, $10.5 million is a lot. But when you trade him, you know, at the deadline, you're probably going to get a pretty, a pretty high-level young starter in return, hopefully, uh, and some other player. So – um, I think it's neat that maybe you're going to spend 10.5 million now, or actually, you know, five point something million, and then end up getting uh, a pitcher, a starting pitcher that might be worth 10, 12, 14. I don't know. Let's see how it goes. But um, I think it was a smart thing to do financially, you know. Uh, but it's also going to help out Bednar because, you know, as we know, he tires out towards the end of the end of the season. So that flexibility of setup versus closer is pretty awesome. So. It is. And Jim, I think something underrated that people don't talk about a lot for Rodas Chapman is he can give you multiple innings and routinely does. Yeah. And he wasn't, you know, you look at it last year and even the years before that, he averages right in the 50 inning, 55 inning range. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised at that. Yeah. Um, I think he's still got a lot left in him. Um, I, I'll tell you what, you look at some of his numbers. I mean, like 
he was pretty much dead even 29 and a third innings with Kansas City, 29 with Texas. He didn't give up a home run in Kansas City. Right. Um, yeah, he gave Easy up. ballpark not to, but yeah. Right, but still, I mean, you're talking, he gave up four in t- it with Texas, and yeah, he, he had a few hiccups there. But you're still talking about a guy, 103 strikeouts in 59, 58 in the third innings. My goodness, he, he, still, yeah. he still has it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it gives them some options, and it really loads up the bullpen right now for whatever they want to do with them. Yeah, now, I, I think that the other side of it too. We we always talked about was the off field stuff. We we touched on it a little bit. I think he handled that about as clean as you could. You know, uh, he was point blank asked about it. His answer is what you want to hear. It doesn't make it better for people that it that it's unforgivable for. But I think he said what he had to say, and uh, I guess if you believe in second chances. Here's a guy that is is getting one, whether he should or not, right? So yeah. I, I hope he does a good job here. That's all I really care about at this point. I'm not going to harp on the other one, I think. No. And, yeah, I, you know, I mean, either you're, either you're um, willing to give him another chance or you're not. I don't know that anyone's mind is going to get swayed there. Now, yeah, as far as um, CSN – now, it's funny. Um, it's funny as 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 that news broke, and you just realized how so many guys the struggle again. We talk about what we talked about with Travis Snyder last week, and just the struggle to get there. And then your opportunity might be this much, even if you can get there. And I think that like. And these are th- this is just a quick list of some um, prospects over the years for the Pirates. That um, now you can make a comment. That, well, maybe this is a product of a bad system uh, as far as their their farm system goes. But I'm just going to throw out some things. Travis Swaggerty, nine at bats. CSN, thirty two at bats. Will Craig, sixty four at bats. Even going back to guys like Kevin Kramer, 79. These are all guys that were ranked at least in the top 20 at one point. Jordan Luplow, 170 at-bats. Cal Mitchell, 216 at-bats. Man, you don't get a lot of time to show much. And you better take advantage of it. And if you don't show right away that you can kind of stick – you might not get much of an opportunity. It's just crazy when you think about it as we look at these prospect lists. Even if you get there, man, you might not have much of a chance to show anything. Yeah, because even then, all you need is a manager to be like, eh, I don't like it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you're talking Travis Swaggerty and CSN, 41 total at-bats for the two guys. All right. Hey, let's have a little bit of fun to close out here because uh, apparently Chrome has to restart on me in about 10 minutes. So <laughs> let's have some fun talking about uh, spring training. And Doug, I'm yep. going down this year. My wife probably is going to pretend to care about baseball for me because she's a saint. But what do I do to entertain her? What, what's the place I have oh to take gosh. her to? The hottest place, the best yeah. restaurant. 
He already ma- mentioned tacos. That's all. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about the, the the one where we arrive sober and leave drunk. Oh, oh, well, then okay. I, and, then I, I I don't know then. You know, there's. Uh, I mentioned it last year too. The beach house is our favorite place, uh, and it's on the beach, but it's also a really nice restaurant. It's also got a very large bar, lots of seating. Um, always good for photos. You know, if you want beach photos and stuff like that, that's a nice place. Uh, then also Pier 22, which is in Bradenton. Uh, so the beach house is in um, Anna Maria Island. Pier 22, the first time we went there was when uh, Clint Hurdle had one of his hot stove fundraisers there. Uh, and it's just a really nice restaurant. Um, yeah, so if you want to impress your wife, either either one of those is pretty good. I, I definitely need to impress my wife. So, Taylor, what about you? you what's your favorite place down there to, to just hang out? Well, the, the MotorWorks Brewery, I think we... Doug, you mentioned that earlier. It's just such a fun, such a cool spot. The whole yeah, patio yeah. is is awesome with the music going. Um, I, I spent a lot of time down in uh, Sarasota, um, not too far from there. Um, and actually, um, the Westin Hotel has this awesome rooftop bar that overlooks oh. the whole um, golf. And you can see the marina and the sunset's amazing there. Um, marina Jacks uh, is, uh, is the marina down there. It has a Really cool little bar, aquarium, little aquarium inside. Um, and uh, if Look you're at lucky, enough, right down. Down. I, I, Look at yeah, Dougie writing down. Look at Dougie writing down. Hey, I'm glad I could. I need a fresh source. There. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But, I love um, it. Yes, yeah, so it's it's such a cool little spot there. It's in Bradenton. Such a it's a neat spot because you know you can be in the nicest little spot, and then you then you cross the track, and then you're you know like where am I? You know, um, so it's it's neat, but just want to be by the beach, uh, especially if you're coming down from Pittsburgh and uh, get some get some uh, see that sun a little bit, get the heat, um, and enjoy yourself. What? Yeah. Tell me, you guys being down there because my wife is going to want to know this. Weather? What are we looking at? You know, like give me the range we're going to be in and all that good stuff. The worst that we've ever had in the nine years that we have gone is it was windy and in the 60s and low 70s for an entire week. But that is the worst it's ever been. Every other time has been, you know, high 70s. You're going to get wind like on and off all the time. You might get rain for a day or two, but it's you're always going to have a couple, three sunny days for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it really, as soon as the sun really heats everything up, so as soon as that sun drops... Um, you know, you need like a nice little light, you know, light, yeah, um, long sleeve shirt, hoodie, um, especially if you're going to hang out at one of those rooftop bars or be outside. Um, you get that breeze from the ocean. Um, it, it gets a, it's not cold, but when you've been in the sun all day, it feels a lot colder than it is. So perhaps, um, perhaps even a yin sweatshirt would be exactly. We got a, that. We've got a Gary and Jim uh, uh, hoodie. I got up on the website too. I know that was requested last I week. I saw, I saw. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Sweet. I can't wait to go order. I mean, it could be anything. I just thought it could be. It could be. Yeah. No, we're going to have some new um, baseball, um, you know, some baseball themed uh, stuff coming out here soon. So make sure you, you keep a look at it. And um, I'll be posting it on Twitter and Instagram. Sweet. Sweet. Great. Good stuff. Um, one more thing about going down. I'm going down later in the, in the season than I traditionally have. I've usually gone pretty early on, like before March. When I, whenever I've gone down, this is a, one of the first times I'm going down in March. So I'm going to see a more complete team than I normally do. You know, um, what should I expect that's a little different there, Doug? Um, is it more organized? Because it, it almost can feel like 
organized chaos a little bit when there's, you know, 50 players around. Yeah. Um, you know, you're starting to get real, real teams. Like you're starting to, you know, you're narrowing it, narrowing it down to the, to the final starters. Um, but a lot of the uh, AAA guys or the non-roster invitees will go over to Pirate City. So they're still like hanging around and being with the team and all that sort of stuff. So uh, you can still see a lot of those young folks if you want to. Uh, they're just doing drills and scrimmages and stuff like right. that. Like Paul um, Skeens will be cut about a week into this. So Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot of interesting ones like him where it's like, they're really important to the team, so let's see how long they stay. You know, and role, what roles they play. Nah, there won't so be any question to it at all. It's all an insurance thing. It, like yeah, if they so. leave them on for past the the deadline date, I think it's the I think it's the twenty third or something. I'll have to look mm-hmm. it up. It's somewhere right in the spring training. If if a guy is left on the roster and gets injured, then he starts accruing major league service time. And they yeah. could not afford to let that happen no. to somebody like him or Terramar. So those guys will be gone immediately. Now they'll still be around and they'll still play. <laughs> they just yeah. won't be on the roster anymore. So so the other the other thing that you will see is some split squad stuff because they're still trying to narrow down, you know, who's who's going to make the team and go north. Uh, so you'll see, uh, you know, games in two different places with split squads. Um, but you're getting it down to the final player. So like you have to choose which game you want to see. Do you want to go down to Sarasota and see Baltimore? Or do you want to stay and, you know, see whoever's playing in Bradenton? So, right. Uh, I'm going to see this double header they're having where we're going to play Baltimore and then Baltimore and our prospects are going to play each other in a, nice. in a double header format. That's going to be on the last day, the last night that I'm there. So Taylor, that's the first time this has ever happened. Are you excited about that? Yeah, it's on my calendar. I'm gonna try to get over there if I can. Um, I'm probably gonna miss the first game though, but I, I definitely want to get over there for the for the evening uh, to see the young guys play for sure. I think that's probably where you'll see more of a showcase of what guys like Paul Skeens can do than than really anything you see in the spring training games. I, I'll be shocked if he pitches six innings for the Pirates in spring training. To be honest with you, yeah. I really would. I Jim, think- anything for you? Any questions you had to wrap it up here? No, I just I, I just think that the whole process of spring training is really interesting because you've got guys kind of at different tiers and they are doing different things within the game situations that they're playing, right? So that has always intrigued me and um, I'm looking forward to seeing that aspect of it because you've got some younger guys that are there to work on things. But then you've got some guys that like, they're trying to make a team, right? And like, you've got to, you want to be able to work on things, but you got to show that you belong. And then you've got guys like Mitch Keller and people and David Bednars and your Brian Reynolds and your, all those guys, they're just there getting their work in, doing their thing, getting ready for the season. So I, I love the, I love, I love that separation and see that process. All right, Jim, you ready to do this again with position players next week? Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> it, it should be a little bit less depressing than the, the, the pitching. Guys. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. I'll tell you, it it's scary right now. You know, and maybe um, we'll even be able to um, give updates on pitching by then. That would be sweet. So, hey, yeah. Doug, one more time, I just want to make sure people know. Hit up Doug on Facebook. He does this uh, really, really great Facebook group, um, Spring Training Insiders. I love it. 
it's really cool especially around this time of year go check that out and uh wilbert wants me to do some mini videos and i probably will from down there in spring training um taylor though go to shopyins.com check out everything he's got to offer there he's got a special part for partner brands that's where you'll find all all of the uh, pirates fan forum stuff but check everything else out too it's really cool got a really nice section on there telling his story get to know them a little bit and how the logo came to be and check it all out taylor anything else you want people to know about shop yins or our partnership or anything before we say goodbye no just uh appreciate all the support you know being you know my wife and i really the two to run the ship and my parents live in shaler and they help out as much as possible too but uh you know, we're uh, just looking forward to just attending as many games as you can. If you see anyone wearing a yin shirt, um, you know, let me know. If you can't tag me in it, I'd love to see it. And uh, um, if, I, if I'm ever at a game, reach out to me. I'd love to meet you all. Right. We don't count. He doesn't want 50 pictures of us. <laughs> no, I <don't. laughs> Take it all. Right. So let's, let's end the show the way we always do. Let's go, Buck! Yeah, buddy. Yeah.